0: Check, microphone check or two. This is the Sun People Show, live from Graz, Austria, for the next two hours here in sub Big shots going to the sub family, out to the chat, out to all the silent listeners, and of course out to everyone locked via Radio Helsinki here in Graz. Shots going to Sir Ebrel, also out to the Raw Tracks. The mm-hmm. To the Tatwood. To the public stereo. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. with a uh, 30 minutes guest mix and also last weekend uh, recorded a 45 minutes interview yes there will be an interview yeah it's a bit of a uh, it's the first time that uh, I'm doing an interview in all these years uh, yeah curious uh, how you're gonna react to that because usually people are used to just listen to music but let's see we'll have music in between so anyway our interview will start in about 45 minutes and then uh, road tracks guest mix after that Yeah, now I'm gonna try to get like a whole bunch of stuff squeezed in for uh, the next 40 minutes day we'll be out soon. We'll be out soon. something Young, and it will be out uh, end of october on exit records on the first part of uh, a four part compilation celebrating 20 years of exit records
1: Young, big
0: Dinner. this is the some people show uh, live from graz austria just to the chat uh, sh- yeah um today's uh, guest in the show is uh rolex good friend uh we know each other for about more than 10 years um he is running Future Past Scene, a label, and the scene, and uh, yeah, also Night, as well. He's also, if I'm not mistaken, wrong, uh, also doing uh, alternative architecture, another label. He's also uh, part of Made to Face, uh, musician, DJ, based in Birmingham. Yes, um, so, yeah, and the reason why we're doing this today is... Uh, because uh, he just released an uh, amazing 10-inch uh, on uh, West Norwood Cassette Library, labeled from London, uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh, for me reason enough to invite him to have uh, like a little chat. It's not so little, it's 45 minutes and the 30 minutes guest mix that will be aired uh, after, the, after the interview so uh yes this is uh first time uh doing like an interview uh on the show hope it's going to be okay for you out there um i think uh it's it's quite a nice conversation and there is music in between as well so yeah um that's it enjoy the interview at least i hope you enjoyed the interview uh pick up raw he's also in the chat so if any any one of you uh like uh, silent listeners out there uh want to be involved like with a chat like go to sub.fm go to the chat and uh yeah have a talk while we are talking okay hear you after the interview So, hi, Anand. I'm super happy that uh, you have some time uh, to do this with uh, me here. Um, So, basically, I thought we're going to, like, I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, You play me some music. Maybe I play some music, too. Maybe we talk about it. Uh, Something like that. Um, Yeah, so the occasion, I mean, we do have chats every now and then we know each other f- i think now for about 10 years something must be something like that uh and uh the reason why we sit here together is your new release uh that is just out since like about two weeks on worst know uh, cassette library uh bob Obama's label and uh yeah maybe maybe we're gonna start with uh with the question of like how that the release came together. Well, and maybe even before that, for like people uh, that don't know you, maybe just like, you know, you say something about where you come from, a bit about your background, and then uh, then we just go directly into like the the your recent release, and maybe we, like everything in between. We just catch up in the next half an hour, like 45 minutes,
2: something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so on raw tracks from the UK specifically in the West Midlands and um, sort of I don't, I don't know I was just like into music since I was a teenager and just got into like collecting records specifically Jungle and then I think because Jungle or, or d kind of references a lot of other different music forms uh, you know, like I'd read interviews on like Foltec or 4Hero and Golding, they always talk about like techno, or jazz or like reggae, hip-hop or whatever. And so I think around the like 2000s, I started to like kind of just branch outside of d a little bit and uh, kind of started getting into like techno and broken beat. And then I think ever since then, just exploring different genres of music. And um, and then I think, like in the last sort of like few years, I started to be a fan of uh, like West Norwood Cassette Library and and the music he was making and and the record label itself. And um, I think I was just kind of like constantly hitting Bob up with tracks. I think I must have sent him like a hundred or something like over the space of a few years. <laughs> And uh, there's uh, a guy called Skin Teeth uh, that I've been uh, like chatting to and working with over the last couple of years. And like yourself, like sending music to you and sending music to him, giving me bits and pieces of feedback, and like have the odd chat here and there. And uh, so he gave me like quite a bit of advice. And he's also released with uh, WNCL recordings as well. And um, so I think that just helped to get my like refinement of ideas and production a little bit better. And um, that was kind of like pretty much how I think The Hiss came about. I was just kind of like just playing around. I'd I'd sent it to Bob and uh, I think he really like dig the track. And then what happened is I think he had like a hard drive crash. And uh, and then this was like a, few, a good few months after I'd made the track, and then he asked me to like resend some of the recent music that I made, and then I think he was like rehearing the track again, and then that's and then he was like, yeah, like really wanted it for uh, WNCL. Yeah. Um,
0: so as the idea is to have like but like, interview and, and chat in and, and some music in between so um, because you were talking about like your early days or like how you came into music and like about jungle and drum and bass yeah um, so maybe uh, is there a specific um, is there a specific tune that you would love to play and you also mentioned like uh for Turk, I think and For hero yeah and uh, um, yeah is there is is there something that you that you have in your box ready?
2: Oh, funnily enough, I've So th- I got this record uh, a little bit later. I got into jungle kind of ninety three, ninety-four, uh but this record uh it was out on Back to Basics, uh which is the record shop that got me into the music really. And uh the track is called Crazy Feelings and it's by Shoxi and Alice the Menace. So um, the first time that I actually heard this record was uh, there used to be a DJ called uh, Pilgrim and he used to DJ at a, a night in Wolverhampton called yeah. Quest and uh, I was old enough to go out and I definitely didn't look the right age. <laughs> so I used to get uh, take packs, yeah. and uh, this was one of the tracks that he played. On that tape pack, and I, I just had to hunt it out.
1: Yeah.
2: They also just got to uh, uh, mention the artists, Shoxy and Ellis Semenis. They, they were both quite... Um, Like big for me in the West Midlands specifically, they were both uh, DJs as well, Uh, Shoxi used to have a radio show on a local uh, radio station and Ellis Menis used to DJ on uh, Cool FM in the Midlands.
0: Yeah, quite amazing tune. I uh, love it. Uh, yeah, I, f- I think, uh, I mean, uh, a-, a friend of mine who, who went into DJing a bit earlier than I did, uh, he had this like compilation. Uh, um, I can't remember the name. It must have been from like 96 or something. And it has specifically about like the sound of the Midlands or something. So, and uh, yeah, I always thought it's quite interesting like that. I mean if you if you like if you if you go into jungle or like if you have a bit of like this jungle history and you maybe scratch the surface you have like you sometimes can't get the impression it's just like it's all all this stuff comes from london but obviously it didn't yeah. and uh and there's so many um so many like off-center cities and areas where this kind of music was produced and it still is produced and i and i thought there was like um I thought it was always quite interesting, especially or well, like especially because it gave me a bit of like perspective for myself. Uh, because living in in Graz in Austria, like in the south, and like uh, quite a like, I mean it's like 300,000 people live here, so it's quite small. And there's like m- I mean there was some stuff going on, but you don't have like much of a scene going on. And that in terms of like music, it's a be- it's not so necessary um, where you actually sit. Yeah. So wherever you are, you can like, like take part in the scene or like build something. So um, yeah, in um, terms of building, uh, I think uh, when we first got in touch, like this uh, ten years ago, I think it was one of the first things that I was quite um, um, inspired by. Actually, when I saw what you're doing is. Uh, you have uh, you have your own label. There's still this like a scene that you're doing. I mean, I think most people like that are maybe like uh, 10, 15 years younger than 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 we are. They maybe don't even know what the scene is anymore, <laughs> anyways. Uh, and you you've been or you still are quite active in the in the like Birmingham scene and and area, even even though yourself on not like you not really live in birmingham uh, city so uh, maybe you you want to talk a bit about like future past scene and um the label the scene the nights you've been involved and maybe a bit like birmingham in general and how do you like how do you see yourself in in terms of um yeah in in like relation to something like a music scene
2: Yeah, get you. Future Passing was, it started off because um, I wasn't really making any music and I wasn't DJing anywhere and um, I just felt like there was a lot of music I was into but I didn't feel like there was like a light being shone on it Um, and you know like at the time everything was kind of it was all sort of centers on like dubstep and pulse dubstep stuff, which, which was great. But I was, there was just other things that I was into. And that's why I started Future Passing. really. I think the first interview uh, that I did was with Sagey uh, from Reinforced and also made like Broken Beat stuff and also uh, Fracture who, um, at the time was I think he'd done like the early releases on Astrophonica and uh, that was kind of like how the zine started and it was just I I think I actually just did it all on pieces of paper just cut cut it out and put it on with sellotape or glue and then uh, photocopied it at work and then uh, I was just like handing it out for free and sending it to record shops and then I think uh, I was following Double O on Twitter and um I I noticed that he was coming to Birmingham to a club called PST and I'd I'd heard about PST but I'd never been. And uh so I, I, I went down and uh, a friend of mine, Stuart uh Burlish, uh, he it was at his event that he was running and um that was basically how I kind of got connected with most of the people that I know from Birmingham because I wasn't really going out too much. So I, I wasn't really aware of what was happening in, in Birmingham. And um, he ran a night called Movement. And from there, I met a lot of, uh, basically nearly everyone that's involved with Future Passing over the years, uh, Critical, Hollow Angjin, Gu Sensei, uh Elki, every, everyone has been. I, I met them at these events and then um movement kinda uh it kind of like winded down and uh him and uh Gu Sensei and Elki they started listening sessions and then um Gu Sensei and, and Elki they kinda like moved forward with it and um a lot of the people that I was coming with they're all making like really good music but it wasn't really being released and uh, that's why I thought of starting Future Past Cine as a label um, and since then really I think most of the artists probably 80 to 90 percent of them have all been from this event listening sessions which was uh, it was like a like a collective community uh, that they ran for producers to showcase their music so people would turn up with CDs at the events or like USB sticks and just play it and you'd be able to see if people liked it or if it sounded really bad or you know like if you could what it sounds like on a loud uh, sound system and uh, I, I think it then I was a lot more involved I think in the last few years i haven't really been out too much just because of uh other things going on in life really
0: i mean i was also asking because i think um there's like um you know like like growing up in the like or growing up growing into music in the 90s maybe um and and in some cases, gave you the feeling there's something like uh, there's something like a thing like called underground music or music scene, and there's maybe something like ethos around it, like the way how people you know act within the scene or like you know um, how they relate to each other and how they do yeah. how you know how they do events, how they do releases and everything, and um, that, that was also something that like I got an idea of and also like in the maybe around early 2000s i i started to you know being involved in a local scene here in Graz as well yeah so and but over the years um this like my idea of what that is or like what a music scene is or what the underground music scene is or what I consider to be underground changed quite a bit and i think like the whole um the whole landscape of electronic dance music or like this whatever we we call this like underground or not what what used to be called underground like changed so much and there's like um i think this is just really like a, a way of like a a wording and a description of something that's not not really there so anymore like maybe as it used to be or it also i mean if you look at uh, how stuff was was done um in the 90s there was also like a lot of like business going on basically from early from the from the first point where like techno music was coming from the from the states into europe or like was imported and how people like how record labels did business with it there was like always like a you know quite strong uh, business side to it Um, so i don't i don't exactly know what like what kind of question this like all leads into but um, i mean uh, I'm quite sure you 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 see this maybe like in a in a similar way, but like how do you, yeah? What what's your what's your view on that whole whole idea? Or what? Why's why's that reason that you s- still work in a way that you're working? Because like you see many people that, um, yeah, they do music and they do just music, and the only thing they want to do is like yeah. land on a big label and, like, kind of make it and, like, get to big agency and, like, play as much as they can and that's basically all the interest and, like, more or less I mean, yeah
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a really interesting thing because I think it it felt like in the 90s there was you had, like, underground music and then the stuff that wasn't that kind of Waiting to charts and things like that whereas now it feels a lot more like blurry uh, it feels like there was always a bit of crossover but it feels like there's more crossover now um, but I think that's just because underground dance music has just grown so strong over the years it, it can't be ignored whether that's you know like Jungle or like uh, Garage grime funky it because it's got so big people can't ignore it anymore um and i think in the in the 90s it felt like there were specific routes like you could get a career in music um by like making it or DJing and and that type of thing whereas i think now it's people have had to like maybe adapt a lot more and and potentially like do more things um i think for me i was always like a fan of music and i, I never really envisioned like having a having a career and i i, I still don't it would be great but um i don't think i've got the uh the right mindset to be able to do all of that <laughs> if it, it feels like I'd probably have too much fun and not maybe be as responsible as I should be.
0: <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's, I think it's quite funny. It's also like interesting the way that you frame it because um, yeah, one could say that. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's like the, the way I see your your work or like what what you do in in like the field of music. I think um, it's so um, it's so important to to do all this kind of stuff um, that you do um, like. Um, whether it's like writing about music and getting something out i mean i, I was remember like there was like a, a phase where future past scene was also like a, a happening as a block format right in the internet yeah uh so um this kind of like idea of like supporting a local scene and like bringing people together in a local scene um as uh, i think it's still quite like a uh, a beautiful thing and um uh, Also because, or like, you know, or like doing nights, you know, but like smaller nights, not not like big, big name nights or like nights where you have like a headliner that costs you, I don't know, two, two thousand pounds or something like that, but maybe, you know, something a bit more like, you know, interested in more like, you know, names that maybe are not so like well known or because otherwise I, d- I don't know. I mean this is also what people say. I mean I'm, I, I'm not even like following this whole discourse or like this whole conversation uh, around this so much, but I think that's that's what a bit what I hear about is that like it's there's it's mainly about like booking big names and like c- clubs or like n- n- nights um, that are more like focusing on like smaller names are really really having a hard time even surviving or like putting a lot of money actually in their events and not like not not making anything yeah so um yeah maybe like how is how is that like in in birmingham is there is there like in terms of like this kind of scene that is more like um yeah in, in, in lack of like another word like has having like this underground ethos
2: yeah i think uh, that there, there definitely is um like at the moment uh the two names that kind of come to mind is obviously listening sessions that i mentioned um there's another event called high key uh that have a, a similar concept but they're focused more on DJing rather than production and um they're also quite on a uh, based on the grassroots level about like uncovering like local talent and i, I totally like agree with what you mentioned about you know there's always going to be a place for events where you've got those bigger dj's but um i know that for, for me personally i'm always more interested in in what's happening like locally unless I've got like a really good friendship with someone like like with yourself, we've been friends for like quite a while Um, and I constantly, you know, I was always had it in my mind to bring you over at some point for a future passing event and that was how that happened and I think for me when it comes to events I'm only interested in people where there's some kind of like friendship or connection uh, there already but I think i'm not taking away anything from those other events where it is almost like uh, a business thing i mean i think you know if if there was someone like um i'm trying to think of a big label but any you know those are uh, uh, i guess if there was someone like uh, stingray or some someone like that coming over to birmingham I'll, i'm gonna want to go and see um even though i've got no you know relationship to him apart from like hearing his DJ sets I'm gonna I'm gonna make the effort and and get down but it's um, I think Birmingham itself is it's quite strange compared to some of the other cities because I don't think we have that infrastructure um, in terms of like traveling and night buses Uh, people have to either get taxis or drive whereas like i think in in london and and places like that the links are just a lot better
0: speaking of birmingham is there maybe like some what like is there some music that you would play um that was made like around the circles that you um that you're speaking about yeah definitely
2: i actually surprisingly have it to hand
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what we are going to listen to
2: Right so this is a record from uh, an artist called Headgear uh, who has uh, released with acol uh, acol beats a stretches label and uh, headgear has got uh, a lot of history actually um, I didn't realize this, but he'd actually uh, released um on Second Movement Records, which was linked to Back to Basics Um, and uh, this is like something that he put out a few years back and um, the track I'm going to play is called Reach Out and it's a special one because it was uh, the original concept came from Goose Sensei Critical and uh, Headgear had remixed it and I think there was a plan to do something with it but I don't think it kind of materialized. And then when he got the connection with uh, Stretch, I'm guessing Stretch must have heard it and wanted to uh, put it out. So I'll just uh, play it now. So yeah, the original was by uh, Critical and goo sensei um, I can't remember the label that they released it with Yeah, again, um, headgear is someone that I met through uh, listening sessions as well. Yeah, so I can't remember when that was out I think uh, I think it was out before the lockdowns pre covid yeah um I just
0: remember uh, when I um, was uh, over at uh, this future past C night that was what was that 21 22 I got 22 that's 22 22 yeah. I think it was one of the things that I realized that um, that there was like the crowd that was there like first like there was like uh it it seemed to be that like many people know each other yeah and even though people came like from like different kind of like corners of different scenes but like there was like there was really feeling about community and really uh i really liked that um so uh maybe uh maybe a bit back to your own music um what is like so there is this uh released uh, is this ten inch just out uh what what else uh was just uh, recently done or what what did you just recently do in terms of music or what is like coming up or what are you working with or also maybe maybe talk- to- maybe you can also talk about uh W- what you interested in, in like, like in doing when you produce music, or like you know the, not so much maybe in like in a technical sense, but more like, um, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, I get you. So interestingly, um, the other side of the ten was was um, I would sampled another artist called CEO guy called Eric, um, who I'd been chatting to a little bit uh, online uh, through through Bob and he'd released um, on Bob's label, uh, he did a, a toolkit which was a 10 inch and uh, we were just like talking about concepts and that when I worked on that track, um, Raw Fish, what I actually did was I sampled uh one of his tracks and uh I've got a BOSS SP five oh five sampler and um uh, I basically put it through there and just messed about with various effects and, and recorded it live and then tidied it up uh in in uh in the computer and um That's actually made me want to experiment more with that going forward. and um, uh, There are a couple of more releases that I've got coming up, Um, but for me in terms of uh, production and and where I'm kind of getting a bit more like energy and vibes from is is messing about with uh, like just bits of equipment and, and doing it live. I'm just recording live takes and getting like the best bits and putting that together which is difficult because um, what I find is sometimes it, it it feels and sounds good when I'm recording but then when I go and listen back to it it sounds terrible <laughs> so I'm just um, practicing that a little bit more um, at the start of the year I started uh, getting into guitar pedals and and like experimenting with that a lot of, uh, a lot more, and that's been really good fun. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of like been messing about with with bits and pieces really, and just I just say like production is just like a constant experiment. Um, so yeah, and and I think I'm just kind of continuing in this direction hopefully i'll I'll make some more music and not get lost <laughs> uh,
0: um, yeah sounds good uh, i I thought like because uh, around the release uh, a couple weeks ago you did uh, some short videos on Instagram uh, where you showed like uh, a bit about the, the like the technical side or, like the production of, uh, behind uh, the release and I found it was quite fascinating um uh, like uh, the tools that you use to produce because there's just not it's not it's I mean because in what we spoke about before like you know this whole shift of like dance music where it came from and like uh, and where it's now it's like a lot of it is like highly professionalized and uh, you have people with like big studios and uh, uh, or I mean or just like end computers with like tons of software on it and uh, and all kinds of like there's a lot of like even what was before maybe just in in more so in, in drum and bass in terms of like technicality and and how things should sound you know that i think this is maybe now in almost all areas of music that people like send their st- stuff when they produce it to other to like engineers to so they mix it down and there's like a lot of processing usually involved uh, with most of the people, but it's. Uh, I think it was quite inspiring to see that, um, that you can still get like a record being done by a well-known label with just using the effects on the, on on like an old, yeah. <laughs> an old mixer, an old DJ mixer, and just some some recordings. Uh, that went through like an and also like relatively old or like um, like kind of low low key sampler so yeah I mean is there
2: yeah that's it it was um, it was just I, I've always got an interest in using not the best equipment possible I'm not a, I don't believe that you need the best to achieve like a, a specific result um, and you know like I think if I did have access to like higher-end equipment I'd I'd go for it but uh, I really believe in just like making the most with whatever you've got and uh, you know like a lot of people they might use like uh, like a AK product or um, like the Electron uh, ones which are quite high-end um, I just don't have the, the money for it At the moment
0: <laughs> Yeah I, I like that I uh, like making the best Out of uh, What you have um, I remember uh, I remember Like people Around my circles When I started To do music That told me Yeah well You can't really Do anything Before you have that Or that And know, uh, And they were just like You know getting big mix consoles for like i don't know how much thousand euros or like whatever yeah back then and i thought like yeah i will never it was just like and i was like working with like a tracker (laughs) or like fruity loops but i think the interesting thing is that over time you know it's like to see that you know some people really get lost in this race of like getting you know more and more stuff and and others release
2: music. <laughs> quite yeah funny. And it's, I think there's, it, it's a great thing to be able to do that. Um, I think for some people, there's just that genuine like enjoyment from just experimenting and not too bothered with getting a specific output. Um, but then, like I think for me. It, there does have to be some sort of like end product that I want to kind of like work towards after you know like periods of like messing about and experimenting with sounds and, and that kind of thing but I think um, like having the limitations uh, like really helps, t- it, I think it just pushes you to be a bit more creative
0: yeah fully agree on that Uh, maybe at the end uh, for this conversation uh, maybe there's like uh, another piece of music uh, that you want to that you want to play it could be like something from yourself or like um, I don't know something that's in your box that's inspiring for you at the moment Um,
2: yeah I've got something let me just uh, put it out and then I'll talk about it Yeah, so um, this one that I'm playing now is from a, a compilation uh, that was on a record label called Fat City uh, Records and uh, the compilation's called uh, Mystic Brew, The Main Ingredients and um, I think Fat City put out some like amazing compilation albums. Um, But I'll just let this play for a bit. so this um, track uh, as I was saying before it was on a compilation from Fat City Records and um, I got into the stuff they were doing because they they used to have a record shop in Manchester and uh, I studied in Manchester for a few years and uh, at that time I was still heavily into like Jungle and D&B and all the music wasn't really kind of getting to me much but um, I was really like getting into like different beats and stuff and um, and, and Fat City put out some like really brilliant things and uh, at the shop they they used to have like magazines like Graffitism and like that th- you know they'd sell stuff like Sun Ra and like just other like breaks and things like that it was a good place to like go uh, sample hunting But I think um, one thing they were brilliant at doing was putting out really good compilation albums and um, like, if you like this kind of stuff I'd really encourage you to like go check them out because um, I think when it comes to this type of stuff, it's really easy to go for like labels like Mowax uh, like Ninja Tune and you know, they put out brilliant music but there's a lot of On labels like City Records and a whole heap of others that put out like really equally as good stuff.
0: yeah that's the track yes uh, Anand, uh, thank you so much for taking the time um uh, for this interview and for the music that you played um yeah everyone uh, should check out uh your new 10 inch that is out on our West Novet cassette library also big shouts going to Bob um it's amazing what he like, how much music he is putting out uh, over the years, and uh, and how much amazing music and like, kind of like also like genre-free music, or, like there's so much like in-between stuff that, yeah, it's it's amazing. So check out uh, West Norwood Cassette Library and check out Draw Tracks' recent 10-inch. There, yeah, that's it, I guess.
2: Yeah, please, thank you, Simon. And yeah, big up uh, Bob and WNCL, of course, and everyone else that's been a part of the journey, including yourself. Yes, yes,
0: yes. So, that was uh, the interview with Rotrex. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, If you just tuned in, this is The Sun People Show live from uh, Graz, Austria, and uh, Rotrex also sent me a guest mix for the show, so uh, it's, uh, it's gonna be his mix for the last uh, 30 minutes, um, so yeah, um, enjoy Rotrex in the mix. up Raw Tracks for the guest mix uh, and once again also for the interview. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Big shouts once again uh, to the chat and uh, of course our the silent listeners and to everyone who was locked in via Radio Helsinki here catch me again in four weeks same time same stations and of course you can uh, check the archive of the show on my soundcloud site uh, which is soundcloud.com slash simon minus off uh, archive should be up and uh, within the next few days stay good stay wild